Welcome to another great episode of Marketing Management and Money. Uh, I'm Ethan Miller. I'm here with Ryan Murray. We're going to continue our discussion that we've been doing through the last few episodes on on your book, uh, Startup Marketing. And uh, specifically in this one, uh, you know, there's a shorter chapter that you have, you know, towards the back of the book to, uh, on chapter four that's just about lowering that marketing hurdle. And uh, so, but there's some great points that you bring out in there that I, I really wanted to cover today as we go through this discussion. Um, that, that first one um, is just a reminder that um, entrepreneurs fail um, because they don't do those things. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. So, in the book, you talk about the fact that entrepreneurs fail because they're doing things uh, that their small business they think would make it easier to do marketing, but in many times, uh, it's actually making it harder. And so mm-hmm. they're raising the hurdle instead of lowering the hurdle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so honestly, if it would have made more sense to people, I would have made this section 3B. Like, yeah, I can it, see that. that it, w- it really is just a summary of the last section. So so first off, if you haven't listened to Section 3 uh, and the commentary of Section 3, uh, it's going to make it difficult to jump into Section 4. Section 4 is not where you should jump in on this because it's such a continuation of it. Like in Section 3, we spell out this whole issue of the cash crunch, you know, everything that a small business is dealing with when it comes to cash flow. And then in section four, it really is just the opportunity to connect it back to the marketing side of things. And, and so the idea here is saying that the cash crunch really drives your marketing. And the thing that I want to say about section four is section four, it's by far the shortest section uh, of the entire book. It's a very short section. However, there's a lot of subtle nuances in section four that I really hope that people catch and understand because it's not short because of the lack of content. It's short because the content can be summarized so quickly, but the concepts, uh, they really go deep and profound. Now, you, you kind of start out, and this is, for most people, counterintuitive, and so a lot of people kind of get a little bit shell-shocked from this when you say, um, if you want to lower the hurdle, you have to lower the cash when you're doing a startup. Mm-hmm. And, and too often, it's preached exactly the opposite. Get as much cash <laughs> as possible, you know, legal if possible, but get the cash, you know? <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to quote one of my opening paragraphs here on page 104. It says, if it sounds like I'm saying don't use cash for your startup, I am. <laughs> and, and, and so that, I think, is a good summary of what you're getting at is, yes, this is counterintuitive. But I think the way to describe this is if you look at a kid, you know, if you've got teenagers, especially young teenagers, and you look at how they deal with money. If you give a teenager money, what does that teenager do with that money? They spend it. They spend it. Yeah. Like, well, and but it, it really doesn't matter how much you give them. You give them money, and then all of a sudden, they've bought stuff with it, 
And as a parent, you look at all the stuff that they purchased and you're like, well, you don't need this or you'll regret this. And, and it's, it's almost like this teaching moment. And I'm looking at startups like a teenager. Like if I give an adult money, now that's not saying just because they're an adult that they have, you know, financial uh, acumen now, but they're more likely to because they've had to have a job. They've had to pay bills. They've had to, you know, they've had those times where they're short on cash and they know what it feels like. And so they're more likely to put some money away for savings. They're more likely to look at all the expenses that they have to cover versus a teenager that they're just like, great, I've got money. I'm going to go spend it. And so that's kind of what's happening in the startup phase of your business is the second you have money, you're going to spend it. There's always stuff to spend money on. You know, you can spend it on more advertisements because you're thinking, oh, I got to drive sales because I'm in the startup phase and I need those sales to really get me going. So I'm going to spend more on ads or, ah, you know, my life would be so much easier if I just got this software or, you know, I need another employee because I'm having to do everything. And the correct answer to that is, yeah, you should have to do everything. You should be struggling with your software. You should be trying to make your advertisements as effective as possible because if you dump all the money in early on, a couple things are going to happen. Either you're going to uh, end up spending a premium for things which we kind of explained that cash crunch and how you have to, you know, repay that cash in section three. That's why, you know, this is like section three B, but you're going to have to end up repaying that cash. And so you don't want to pay a premium for that or the other thing. And this is where it even gets a little bit more detrimental is if you start doing things, you know, kind of poorly, like you're not doing a good job with them. Um, you know, I'll, I'll use the analogy and again, I'm going to, I'm going to pick on teenagers because your startup is like a teenager. That's, that's kind of what's going through my mind is I'm, I'm picturing, you know, raising teenagers and I'm picturing, you know, starting a business. They, they kind of act similar. (laughs) So, you know, you, you look at the, these teenagers that, uh, let's say, you know, they're practicing basketball and they made the basketball team and they think they're great. And then they go and play against a really good team and the next practice session, they're so much more focused because they now know that through experience what to expect. And, and so, you know, if you're dealing with a lot of cash, that doesn't give you that tough market feedback of whether you're doing things as best as you can be. And so having very little cash makes you a better, stronger business. But there comes a point where that pivots you know, when you were out of the startup phase, then at that point you want cash because you know what works. You know how to correctly spend the cash. You know how to get that cash back. You know how to, you know, get the the whole, you know, business financial wheels turning. But prior to that, when you're still in experimental, when you're still, you know, and, and I'm not going to talk, you know, we mentioned this early on in the book where, uh, you know, the difference between a startup and a launch and a business license. And so I'm not going to talk about a specific date or, you know, milestone. I'm going to say that it's when your business can stand on its own two feet. And that's where we still are in startup marketing is we are in the startup. And so we're, we're trying to limit that, that cash, you know, requirement, that cash crutch as much as possible. 
No, I like that analogy of the teenager. And I, <clears throat> I take it to maybe someone who's a little bit older is that I, you see so many kids that move out of the house and yet they want to live the same lifestyle that their parents do, right? Yeah. So they're, they're spending money that they don't have. Uh, they don't have some of the same discipline. Um, you know, they're, they're putting money on higher rent of a nicer place than something more modest. And every time it gets them in financial trouble, well, as you break it down in your book, that's the exact same thing that's happening with startup businesses versus a mature business. Those startup businesses, you know, as you point out in your book that they don't always understand their customers. You know, they're still trying to sometimes figure out that, uh, price, you know, Mm -hmm. range that need to be into charging for their goods or services. Uh, you know, you talk about they're, they're not, uh, they're still trying to figure out which form of marketing is the most efficient in targeting their target market. Yeah. You know, they're still, so I love the analogy that when you go through those teenagers and bringing it back in to help understand, because that's exactly what happens is that, um, it, you know, as you lay, laid this out in your book that startup businesses are trying to act like a mature business mm-hmm. and they can't. Yeah. Just as someone moving out of a house for the first time can't act like, you know, their parents who have, you know, 30 more years of business experience, uh, living experience, uh, higher incomes. I mean, there's just, there's no comparison. And if they try to live the same, uh, it's almost always failure for that teenage or for that small business. So I I love the analogy you use there. So, so I want to, uh, I want to kind of hit on something that, uh, it's not mentioned in the book, but it's a real issue. And that is when you're forcing yourself to work with as little cash as possible, it takes discipline. It takes, uh, you know, you're, you're playing the long game here. You're not playing the short game. And it takes practice. It, it's difficult. And it's, it's difficult on many fronts. And so there's going to be a level of frustration. There's going to be a level of, well, why don't I just do it this way? Uh, you know, why do I have to make it so difficult for myself? And I look at that as any training program. You know, if I'm, if I'm going to train for, you know, sports, as we've kind of talked about that, I want to make my training routines difficult. I want to make it hurt a little bit. I want some sore muscles in the training process. Yeah. I, I don't want to make it as easy as possible. But then when it comes time to perform, when it comes time when I'm in the, uh, you know, in the competition, that's when I want to try and make it as easy as possible. And it doesn't have to be sports. I mean, you could take any discipline and you could say, okay, you know, someone who's trying to get an advanced degree, they're getting like a master's or a PhD or something like that purposely the instructors, the professors are giving them hard tasks so that when they get into their professional field, like I don't want a doctor struggling on the operation table. I want them to struggle (laughs) in med school. Like that's when I want them to be stressed (laughs) and trying to figure things out, you know, but when they get to, (laughs) when they get to operate on me, I want them to think this is so easy that, you know, they're not the slightest bit stressed. And and the same thing is true for your business. I want you in school of your business, in the startup phase, I want you to be stressed. I want you to have to work. I want it to be difficult so that when you are launching, you're like, oh, 
this isn't too bad. I know who my customer is. I know who my target market is. I know how to reach that customer. I know how much it's going to cost me to reach that customer. And I can invest with confidence now because I already put in all the hard work. So staying on that same note, you talk about that the goal should be to have cash coming in from sales prior to your business launch. Yes. Uh, talk more about that. Okay, so this is something that a lot of people, uh, I think they they try and jump ahead when they shouldn't. And, you know, you'll see a lot of times, uh, I've, I've seen this in numerous businesses, they'll have a little plaque or uh, a, like a, a framed dollar bill, and it'll be like, oh, this is my first, first dollar. dollar. Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with that except for your first dollar doesn't mean very much. Uh, your first dollar came from like your mom or dad. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> your best friend. Your, your best friend or, you know, the local <laughs> chamber of commerce. They oh, all got together. Slap in the and face. That hurts. <laughs> But it's true. And, oh, and, and if you goodness. look at if you look at smart marketing, so, you know, I mean, this book stays on startup marketing. But if you look at other forms of marketing, like I, I, I'm going to I'm going to say using social media or doing a crowdfund, all of those platforms recommend. What do they say? Let's get you started with all of the contacts you already know, because they yeah. understand that that's how you get started. And so, you know, when when you're looking at this uh you know, this idea of saying, okay, this is my first dollar. I'm like, yeah, that should be your first dollar. But what I care about is I care about the dollar that comes from the people that you don't know. When someone, you know, they walk into your store and you've never met this person and then they make a purchase, that's a legit sale. Or when someone gets on your website and makes a purchase and you don't send them a text afterwards that says, hey, thanks for supporting me. You know, that's a legit sale when you're like, I don't even know who this person is. Somehow yeah. they found yeah. me and they wanted my products or services and they purchased from me. And so now I'm actually making sales. And there should have been several sales prior to that moment. Uh, you know, you also don't want those legit customers to be your first. You want to work out the kinks with your best friend. And so when they buy something from you, you're saying, oh, hey, Glad that kind of worked. And, uh, you know, what did you think about this? Can I get some feedback? Was the checkout process smooth? You know, did it look like it was a, a scam or did it look legit? And so anyway, sorry, I'm getting a little ranty here. Well, when I, and I like where you go with this one because, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot more in Chapter 4, but there is one, one in there that you talk about that the open market is tough and it has no sympathy for unprepared entrepreneurs. Yeah. So... The market is unforgiving, and I, and you actually kind of, knowing you, when I when I read kind of what you do after <laughs> that, you kind of have that joke or that smirk in there that, that the the market's going to love putting you out of business. It enjoys uh, it, right? Yeah, it's so. That's one thing is everyone's very supportive of a new entrepreneur. You know, they congratulate that person, they encourage that person, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But the actual market doesn't care about your success. Right. Uh, you know, I, I cite several times in this book the failure rate of small businesses. Your community doesn't actually even care about your small business. They don't. And that, that hurts, but it's whether you like it or not, it's true. And people have tried to argue that with me, but um, your community cares for you after you've proven mm -hmm. uh, through a long, hard process and many years that you're actually committed to the community yourself as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's not in the startup phase. People vote with their dollars. They will tell you one thing to your face and vote totally differently (laughs) with their dollars. And, you know, you're not going to change that tide. You're not going to hold back that ocean. But you need to understand if you want to swim in that ocean that you've got to, you know, you've got to be ready to face an unforgiving, relentless market that doesn't care how motivated you are, how, you know, how good your vision is. Uh, it doesn't care your your life situation. It doesn't care if, you know, if, if the reason you're doing your business is for some noble cause. It doesn't care. And so, you know, when you're fighting that market, you need to come prepared. And that's when I say the marketing hurdle, that's what you're really getting over is you're getting over where the market is going to say, okay, now we'll buy from you consistently. We'll keep buying from you, I guess is what I should say. Yeah. So there's not a, I mean, there's some other stuff in there, but that's the meat and potatoes of four. Um, The next section that uh, we'll cover in the next episode is on uh, five, which is all about market research. And this is pretty important for a lot of people. Um, because a lot of people don't understand market research or they're getting it from the wrong places. And so I'm glad you took some time to address it with that. So so uh, please stay with us. Uh, look for that next episode where we talk about market research. And we appreciate uh, you spending some more time with uh, your listeners and sharing some of your thoughts on your book. Sounds great. Thanks.